You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, alongside my wife, Pam. Hey. We try to help couples frame their conversations, and we've been doing so. Special note, babe. Big announcement. Today would actually be a birthday for Sexy Marriage Radio. That's right. 11 years, right? Sexy Marriage Radio turns 11 today. The day, yes. this air, the day this airs, we're 11 years old. Happy birthday. <laughs> almost. Happy anniversary. Almost what do you call it? Teenage world. It coming around the corner a couple years from now. <laughs> it's amazing. But we try to have conversations with the world's smartest relationship minds, and we try to use the knowledge that we find and that we have to help couples frame their conversations for 11 years now so that their marriage can just, they can approach things better. That's a goal. Yeah. If you're new to the show, you're looking for great ways you can share or learn more about Sexy Marriage Radio, check out our episode Starter Packs. Go to smrnation.com forward slash starter. And if you have some feedback for us or something we've missed or you want us to address, let us know. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And those two ways to contact us are particularly important because today... Um, we're pulling out something from the archives in the vault, if mm-hmm. you will, to mm-hmm. read an encore presentation. But I'm doing it to set the stage for a future show. And okay, so good. on today's regular version of the show is some conversations that, or emails we had from an episode a while back uh, from two different husbands looking for what if... Um, why is it that all the information out there he would find is usually makes it the husband's fault when it comes to mm-hmm. desire differences and sexual issues? Mm-hmm. And then another husband asking, uh, what if I took a break? Would that a reset? Would that help if we mm-hmm. took a break? Mm-hmm. And then where I'm wanting the feedback is actually in the extended content. So if you're not a member of the extended content, you would find that information to join at smrnation.com forward slash SMR Academy. But this is a conversation we had based on another email about what are the delay tactics that can happen in marriage? Mm-hmm. What are the things that we might be do, doing that put things off, even things that we say we want to do or be a part of? How do we delay things? Yeah, that's real. And so as you're <laughs> listening to it today, I want you to ask yourself some specific questions of what if we all do this? How do you possibly delay things, even mm-hmm. things you say you want to do? Mm-hmm. And let us know. Because what we want to do is get that information and then make an, make a conversation on a feedback show coming up soon of let's address how we do that and what could be underneath that and then ways we can stop doing that or at least be honest about it. Okay. That's just going to be meddling in my own world. So I'm just saying that's going to be a good... I'm looking forward to that conversation. Well, let's meddle away. All that's coming up on today's show. So to start off, this is an email that came in that says, hey, I love your show. My wife and I are in a difficult spot, but the crux of the email question might indicate why and save time. On most love and sex counseling sources, there appears to be an understanding that the male partner is usually at fault, and a more pivotal understanding that all will be well with sex and intimacy if the wife is treated well and if the husband deals with his dysfunction. It's almost an unwritten rule, but you can imagine the overarching fallout. What if you... What is your take on this principle, seemingly at the core of all marriage and sex interventions? This is an interesting kind of, he's jumping right to it on the idea of there can, he, he reads it as a theme of 
Well, if you just got your act together better, it would change everything. Well, I find it interesting that it was um, called a male dysfunction. Um, that it's an unwritten rule that yeah, I w- it's caused by a, a male dysfunction. Yeah, and I want to tweak this a little bit to be a little more encompassing because I, I get what he's saying. Okay. And this is part of why I think Sexy Marriage Radio stands out a little differently than a lot of the other things that are out there. Because we've railed in the past, and I know I've been on a soapbox at times in mm-hmm. the past, on a lot of the things that are proposed in marriage books, uh, other podcasts, other resources, just other things that my colleagues or mm-hmm. other people in the ministry are trying to do, they're band-aids that they might be quick fixes for a short term. Right. But do they solve the problem? Right. No. No. And largely it's because I don't think that some of these different things, because of the, the nature of two individuals coming together to create a thing of marriage, is ever solved. Gridlock, right. right? You're saying, okay. well, no, I'm not, not going to put it as gridlock. I'm just going to talk about it as soon as. Let's use you and I for an example. Okay. Um, we've had seasons where it's been in sync and it's clicked and it's been really good. And it being just marriage in general, marriage in general, our sex, sex life, life incorporated with yep. it, our communication patterns, our yep. our managing a household in life, all the different aspects. Mm-hmm. Some of those could be rocking along well. Some are in the toilet. <laughs> and then they can be, those yeah. can switch. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was in the toilet is now rocking along well, and what we used to do well sucks. <laughs> right. And so I think because of that, there's no quick fixes out there. Because if there was, there would be one magazine ever sold <laughs> on the racks at the, at the grocery right. store, Here's right? Your solution. Here's the 52 ways done. Step by step. <laughs> Everybody just does it, and you're done. So... I want to tweak this slightly to make it to where oftentimes what I come across is it's the higher desire and their dysfunction. That is the unwritten rule? Right. It's okay. That if, if, if you would just treat the lower desire better, that would cultivate and bring about a better response and a, and a higher desire from them and a more interest and adventuresome. And, and, it, and so it's just... We get caught up in these dilemmas of an equation that usually, depending on the stance you're taking and, and who it is that's proposing the question, sees it as either, well, what it's my fault or it's their fault, rather than, no, it's a natural part of a system. It is. I, I think that his point that society looks at it as a male dysfunction probably I hear what you're saying. It's a high desire. And I think that that's reality is that it is more the people do look at the high desire piece, but they're the ones that are often the more vocally frustrated, right? Even though the lower desire is frustrated, right? They just maybe can't articulate it as well, or they're not as vocal about it, but, but it's this idea because this is some of this I hear in the whole concept of chore play. Mm-hmm. You know, if I would just be better at pursuing and doing the other things to mm. make it happen, that's what we're going to be heading towards in the extended yeah. content. That's kind of the dangling the carrot, a tip for tat idea. Yeah, the quid pro quo yeah. idea and the the algorithm or the equation of if I do this, you'll do that, or it'll get you into this. And what's so interesting to me, and maybe what he's kind of pointing out too, is a lot of the stuff that's really 
since I've been doing in the blogging world and in the podcast world now for almost a decade, um, there's been this whole concept of, are you familiar with the red pill, blue pill mindset from uh, Matrix? Uh, yes. And, and, you know, just the, just the concept But explain of, it because I'm sure there's listeners. Right, it's just that, the concept uh, of, here's the, let me show you what really is going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Let me give you the real keys to what, what life really is. Or you could just stay asleep and that's all it's going to be. Right. Right. And there's a lot of this whole mantra of how to score, how to get numbers, how to hook up, how to whatever, that are all in the dating world which fit in the dating world just because of the law of averages. If you take consciousness out of it and, and, and moral code out of it, by law of averages, this is going to work. At some point. But in yes. marriage, it doesn't. No. Because you and I have had enough time together to know when I try out something new, like I, I, I come up with a new phrase that's a innuendo or a suggestion or whatever, and it's a it's not in line with my character. It's it's something a little too far on the fringe. You pick that up right away. Yeah, I map you. No, okay. Well, here's where he's going with this. Um, or it's like, truly. no, that doesn't work because that doesn't line up with who you are. Right. You tried out something that's like that's no. Right. That's not you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's an element of marriage where. If we're trying to fix it, we're all going to fall short. But how do I look at it as what's going on on with, with what he's saying? If, he, if there's a dysfunction, higher desire, lower desire, male, female, doesn't matter. If there's a dysfunction you're facing, how are you dealing with that from integrity? How are you dealing with that up front mm-hmm. about your life? That's how you, that's the aphrodisiac of how am I handling me and all the ails I've got. Right. And and I think you're I think I'm what I'm hearing is how are you handling that because I as a spouse or you as a spouse if I'm handling dealing with whatever my quote unquote dysfunction is if I'm working on that from the best in me that is appealing to mm-hmm. the partner, right? That is something that though I might have a lower desire that helps um, encourage my desire, I guess. If I see, well, okay, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm stepping on you here for a second because uh, the it. idea, the idea of encouraging my desire, I don't, I still don't like that frame. Yeah, it puts better pressure on where your desire is or isn't to really face what's the dilemma gotcha. of my relationship because when I get married. We all are familiar with wedding vows mm-hmm. to love, honor, and cherish till death do us part, forsaken all others. You know, the, the different phrases that have been put through. Mm-hmm. But have you, as a couple, and this is a challenge to the SMR nation, have you talked about what are your sexual vows to each other? What are your erotic vows mm-hmm. to each other? What are your mental vows, your spiritual vows, your emotional vows? What do you commit to each other in those aspects of your marriage? How are you challenging yourself to grow in these things? We actually have a tool, the State of Our Union, mm-hmm. which is a weekly text app that comes that comes to your phone. And questions that kind of, a lot of them are the same to keep talking about the important rather than just the immediate. But built in throughout it on a monthly level and then on a quarterly level are some of the things that help you discuss this. We actually had this kind of conversation 
couple of days ago on a drive back from New Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just right? how are we stewarding our sex life? How are we stewarding some of these aspects of our marriage that can be troublesome, mm-hmm. but at least we get a chance to hear each other out on here's my state of, here's how I view it. How do you view it? And we see if we're off or on or. Right. Because those things change on a regular basis. Yes, they do. We talk about the stage of life we're in right now, taking, uh, dealing with aging parents. That affects things, right? Mm-hmm. So I hear all of this as, yes, a lot of what's posed out there is quick fix band-aids that can sometimes help for the short term. But for the long term, I've got to face myself. And I've got to face the pressures within marriage, regardless of if I'm the higher desire, the lower desire, the husband or the wife. Mm-hmm. I play a role in my marriage, either being thriving or dying. There's no in between. Which, is, which am I going to choose? Mm-hmm. In honor of the Halloween season, Michael Myers sure is scary, but the last thing you need is to be hairy this Halloween. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped have their fourth-generation performance package to make sure that your nether regions get the ultimate carving experience on this spooky day. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SMR. Make the right call this spooky season. It's trick or trim. So have you ever tried to trim your nether regions and turned it into a Freddy Krueger film? Well, luckily, Manscaped is here to save the day and make sure that you're feeling your best in your costume. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items, and they've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. It's a full moon out, and the werewolf in your pants may be howling. Well, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best way to tackle that problem. Their finely tuned products feature cutting-edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the easiest trimmer to use on the planet. Oh, and did I mention this thing is waterproof too? Manscaped also just launched their Body Buffer. This 100% antibacterial body scrubber is just what you need to keep yourself fresh and clean this Halloween. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SMR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with our code SMR at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat this Halloween with Manscaped. So here's another email that came in. It says, love your podcast and your insights. I never feel like you give really crazy answers, and they always seem to be backed up with good intuition and data. I like hearing that. Mm -hmm. With that, there's a question for you. My wife and I have been only married for two years. We're both pretty young, still in our early 20s. When we were dating, she was crazy about me, and we talked a lot about sex, and we're excited for marriage. We sent a pretty explicit texts and engaged in a couple. Ha ha. Fast forward to our honeymoon. It wasn't bad and I was able to please her some sexually, but her interest did a 180 for some reason, which is still unknown to me. And she hasn't wanted me to touch her breasts or down there since then. So I haven't out of respect for her. When I have asked what changed, she only says, I'm just not comfortable with it. She will have sex with me with a decent attitude for my sake, but she still doesn't look forward to it at all, and she just wants to get it over with, making sure I don't touch the no zones. So you can imagine how difficult this is being a newlywed. With that, she grew up with a very demanding and strict parent. She was a competitive figure skater, and she feels like she's being graded when it comes to this area of of their marriage. I've done a ton of research on how to please a new wife sexually, and I feel that I have may have been focusing too much on pleasing her. I expected her to like certain things or to get a certain reaction, but I think all I did was make her feel overwhelmed or scared with the amount of sex I wanted. 
She also sees sexual things as icky and describes herself as immature in that regard. I haven't been able to get her turned on for over a year now, and I believe she's convinced herself that she's just not a sexual person, and she says it's not for her. So here's my questions. I've done a ton of research and listened to a lot of shows, so I'm wondering if maybe stepping back from sex altogether and start afresh with her. Do you think that's a good way to go about things? Even if, if I don't even ask for sex, perhaps for a long time, and even just show her how much I love her as, as, as po- much as possible, so there's no pressure or expectation on her part to perform, so that she can enjoy being loved and open up without the, oh, he's just getting lovey, so that means sex, and shut down. I'm hoping that would make her more, uncomf- more comfortable and responsive and reignite some passion like when we were dating. And two, I've also read about sensate focus, which I think would go hand in hand, but when getting her on board with therapy type stuff is hard because she feels like she's back in school and being graded again. This is where I'm hoping your wife could chime in about how to possibly mention that to a woman who's anxious about sex. Do I tell her about my plan on stepping back or do I just come on to it as with as much and not put as much pressure on her for a certain outcome? Thanks for all the work. Yeah, this is a common thing mm-hmm. when um, there's a 180 that happens in married life mm-hmm. because it's like, well, where did you go? Right. Right. So right. I want to quickly answer his first question of um, would, if, if we step back and start fresh, would that reignite something currently? Mm-hmm. The greater percentage of my answer is going to be no. She's in the safe zone. Is that why? I mean, there's well, not any pressure for her to. I, I'm just thinking of it as. Anything? It, no, I'm just thinking of it first and foremost chemically. Okay. Because you're not going to reignite the same chemical concoction in your brain that you got when you actually first met and fell in love. Right. Because you just can't. The brain does not create, recreate that hormone and that chemical except for new love. So there can be instances that I've heard of over the years where that has actually happened, Mm -hmm. but those are rare from my experience at least. So... Does the stepping back to start fresh work? No. Is it something you shouldn't do because of that? No, not necessarily. Because sometimes a reset of everything can be incredibly beneficial. But then he follows up with, uh, should I tell her about it? I mean, I would think. What do you think in this? Because he's kind of asking for for your perspective on this cuz this is stuff that's gone on in our marriage over it has. 28 I mean, years too. I I had that same exact thing, you know, when we um got married and I had no idea. I I mean, I was totally so excited for sex and and when we were engaged and dating I couldn't wait to be alone with you, mm-hmm. right? And then when we got married, boom. What the heck happened? And we know some of that. We know some of why in our history that happened. Right. But it's common. I mean, yes, this happens. It is. I, I guess I, do, I don't want to turn this into about me, but this, but it's common. This happens. I would think in this scenario, yes, you want to tell her, you want to be up front with, here's where I'm going. I love you. I want you. Right. But I want to see, maybe we try something different here. Yeah. This, this is one of those things where you bring it out in the open and you do it on a macro level, not on an experiment, this is what I'm doing level. Okay. This is the, I want to try this out for us because this is, this is the, the read I've got of the whole situation 
Maybe this helps you give her a way to articulate some of what she's feeling. Mm -hmm. Because if she feels like she's being graded, that happens in married life from a lower desire to a higher desire avenue. Right. There's a lot of things where I'm just trying to live up to your expectation. How is a grading not incorporating, not incorporated in the phrase of, I feel like I'm not ever enough for you? Right. Right? That's a grade. Right. <laughs> right? I don't measure up. Mm-hmm. I can't satisfy. And we all get pushed to these limits in various ways. So I think there's an aspect of, if you wanted to try this, which I'm totally okay with for a lot of couples that have done this, bring it out in the open as to the motivations, the ground rules the thought process. And then the biggest point to me is how do you have check-ins on it of how are you doing? How's it going for us? Right. Because otherwise you tip the scale to where for a while it's pretty good and it's okay. And you're kind of learning some stuff about yourself. She's enjoying the freedom or the less, little less pressure or whatever that's overt. And then all of a sudden that tips into the scale of Okay, now it's been too long. Nothing's changed to her. I haven't noticed in that, and you start getting judgmental of each yeah, other. Yeah, you don't want any resentment to build up um, for you, right? Uh, when maybe nothing's happening, or it because if what is the goal here really? Um, are you hoping you're hoping to recreate a feeling from when you were dating? That's likely not going to happen. Is there a goal? Does she have a desire to? learn more, to figure out more about her body, to figure out what it is that might just be um, in her head that affects this, right? If she feels like she's being graded. What could be going on? What's being being revealed and surfacing Mm -hmm. in this? Because, yes, it, it likely is some stuff of there's a manner in which he's approaching this in a similar way she felt the pressures in the other aspects of performing in her life as a kid. Yeah, maybe. Right? And so I mean, those maybe overlap. Totally different, yeah. and, and it's not the same overtly, but the fundamental is there. And you're like, okay, so that's stuff that's just, that's data that's worth yeah. e- examining. And then what do I need to do about this? I'm going to put this out there. And if you're really interested as the SMR Nation, let us know, please. Feedback is at sexymarriageradio.com mm-hmm. because I'm curious there's still a dilemma that I keep coming across that we need to explore more, Pam, of at what point, where in our sex lives is it about me and it's about my partner's pleasure and both? Because we keep coming up with, I think there's a lot of times where a higher desire, I just want my partner to want it like I do. Mm-hmm. Versus are there times when actually it's uh, probably even acceptable and appropriate where they don't, but mm-hmm. it's still okay. Mm-hmm. I can still go after what I want. And that's not using, abusing, you know, I'm not crossing a line. It's, it's just a higher desire to lower desire dilemma. Right. That they're just not into it in the manner in which I want it. So I need to reexamine, well, what do I really want? Right. And what's my role in, if my whole focus is I want to please somebody, well, where am I in that? Mm-hmm. And I think we can get skewed on all of this rather than seeing it as it, they both exist, but I got to be more clean, I think, about what really gets in the way. What do I really want? Because maybe I do set up unrealistic expectations hmm. or I'm kind of giving away my power towards your pleasure versus you feed off of my power. <laughs> and there's a, there's a whole dilemma 
You just made my head spin on using the word power right there. I'm trying to process that in my head. Um, well, that's probably where we may need to table it for later. Okay. But I think there's a dilemma in this of what's the focus of what you're really trying to accomplish when you have sex together versus seeking mine, seeking yours, seeking ours. Because I don't know if it can always be all three. Always, you know, I would, well, I would never want to use the word <laughs> never. I yeah. <laughs> Igniters you know, everywhere. Right. I wouldn't use the word always. Well, I think there's, I think what he's describing is the dilemma is real of things change in marriage. When, when new life as a couple really sets in, things change. So what's being revealed in that from each of you? How am I examining my role better? And that's where I start. And if I want to do something bigger as far as marriage-wise, I need to get that out in the open, too. So they at least know where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. So there's no shock or there's less chance of feeling like there's this undercurrent pressure because it's it's still going to be there. Mm -hmm. But just be as open about it as you can. Mm -hmm. So before we segue into the extended content, I want to set this up and then we'll talk more about it in the extended content. Okay. Okay. So Craig... Uh, on my.smrnation.com. If you're not a member of it already, it's free to join. Just go there, request to join us. And under the topics of the discussion areas, under episodes, you'll see this dialogue that mm-hmm. took place too. So Craig's actually posting. Um, he's setting this all up with the idea of, the, of assuming the higher desire partner is already living a life that's vibrant and engaged and fulfilling, mm-hmm. but yet there's something missing in the sex life, which is where you need the partner. And right. so you have this huge dilemma of, I've got a lot of pressure on my lower desire spouse to help create the, the, the most fulfilling life for myself. Okay. Okay. So, and this also, he says, please assume that the sex that's being offered is worth having and worth wanting, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like just going to be one-sided, done and over, who cares about them? It's, it's so, so he's saying the lower desire for sex partners move can often go like this. Get fit, that will be more sexy and cause an increase in attraction, and then there will be more sex. But there will be no more sex if you get in shape. It's a lie. It might be a lie that the asker fully believes in, thinking that it'll come through if it happens. But in the end, it's just a delay tactic. It doesn't require them to come to terms with themselves. They don't think their partner will even ever do it. So they drop this line to delay and to remove the pressure from themselves. Nor is there more sex if you are requested to do more, do more or even all the chores, lead the family, be more spiritual, get the promotion, eat better, leave the job you hate, are stricter, and keeps going on and on and on, right? Just right. This is the quid pro quo that we talked about a little bit right. earlier in the show already. So as he's continuing this through, the thing that jumps out to me from this, Pam, is this idea of what if some of these moves are delay tactics? And as the lower desire partner, representing all lower desire partners, okay, could this be true? Join us in the extended content to hear a little more. So now that we have sufficiently meddled, hopefully, Pam. <laughs> yes. And, and you're now wondering and writing out your answers to this. I'm <laughs> expecting you to send them to 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymergeradio.com. Okay. 
I, I need to call in, I guess. I'll be the caller. <laughs> well. Will you mask my voice? <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Everybody's listening to the show. Like, I think that was Pam. Was that Pam? That, Couldn't that, be. The voicemail that they just used on that? But no, one, one of the things we want to try to do is, is take this information from the extended content. And again, if you missed, if you're not a member of the Academy or mm-hmm. the extended content, join us. Um, smrnation.com forward slash SMR Academy. But what we want to do is just let's make this applicable to everybody because we all have tendencies to do this. And I think a lot of the ways ways I see it happen in my own life is the best intentions. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I don't have any real desire to follow through with that intention. And so I need to shore that up to figure out what's that about. And that's where we want to go in the future shows. I was going to say, is it no desire or is it... I'm letting fear get in the way or I'm letting lack of confidence get in the way well, or all kinds of things. I'm curious what the nation says yeah. and how they see this play out. Transcripts are available on all the show notes on each of the episode's pages and also advertisers' deals and discount codes you can find at each of the episode's pages at smrnation.com. Please consider supporting those who, who support the show. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those that you care about, even if we meddle. We want you to share it with people that need to be meddled in. Let's go with that way. It makes us stronger. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.